Welcome to another Survivor edition of the Bitter Jury Podcast. I'm your host, Richard. As always, I'm joined by Westoff and Charles, this time finally with Sarah. I'll go to you, Charles, first. Hopefully you're still liking this season. Your in your immediate thoughts on the first tribe swap of the new era. First tribe swap. I'm going to have to get used to using that term so that uh, we don't get schooled by Richard via text anymore. But no, still liking it so far. Um, got to see Daniel in person over the weekend. and got to talk a little bit about it. He got to meet my friend that I want to come on. So hopefully we have planted the seed so that we can make that happen. Uh, uh, tribe swap. It was definitely interesting. I'm glad that uh, two players that I like are still together. Uh, that me and Austin and Drew. So I'm looking forward to their relationship solidifying and them going far. Other than that, um, another good episode for sure. Yeah. So Wes, I'll go to you. Uh, different, a little bit of a different question for you. Um, I still have not met this unnamed Charles's friend that Charles wants so badly. Has he lived up to uh, Charles's hype? Well, I was looking for someone to argue with and he was much nicer in person and was not ready to get into a verbal altercation over survivor with me. So, uh, but no, I, uh, he definitely is more towards the Charles opinion side than mine. So uh, I'm excited also to get him on here because again, I think you and him could nerd out a little bit. Unlike the other, the rest of us here are mostly big brother fans who are learning about survivor. Uh, we need to bring in some, ammunition to go at Richard with. So I'm uh, looking forward to that day, but no, I, I, I love the merge this week. And I, I gotta say my spiteful pick of Emily with my first draft pick has turned out to be pretty good in my opinion. So uh, cheers to that. Uh, go Emily. All right. And then we move to someone that uh, finally, finally is able to join us. Sarah, have, how have you been enjoying Survivor so far? You know, I'm just so glad that everyone on my draft team is still here. All I really care about is winning um, <laughs> on Big Brother. My draft member is going to be soaring to the end, fingers crossed, knock on wood. And I hope that with my survivor draft list too, I'm here for the win. Whatever that may look like, survivor style. All right, so we come into this week's episode uh, with everybody going to the challenge area expecting some sort of reward challenge. But alas, it's a tribe swap. Uh, as I alluded to when I introduced Charles, this is the first time we've had a tribe swap since the quote-unquote new era. So in the last five seasons, it's the first time that they've done a tribe swap instead of you know prolonging it. Um they would have just kept going until a question here because this yeah. is mostly the podcast where you teach us about survivor. Yeah. Is, is that something that production decides on the fly? Like, Hey, these teams are looking real unfair. Let's do a tribe swap. Or is that something they planned before day one of the season? I have no clue because we've seen tribes get decimated down to two people left. And that's when you, and that's when they'll do a three to two swap three tribes into two. I don't know if this is something that they do on the fly, if it's something that they plan. There's a lot of questions on how production kind of thinks out their their things. Maybe, I don't know, like Mike Blue on Twitter knows something, but I don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always fun when it does happen because you never know what's, you know, who's going to get onto one tribe. And I think the fact that all three Lulu members 
each got on a different tribe is super coincidental and super interesting. But yeah. Now, Richard, maybe you can answer this. When they do the swap, is it always just a random drawing of lots or do have they done it other ways throughout history? To my memory, they've always done it the way they just they did it on last week on last week's episode, where all covered buffs and you just pick out of a out of a basket of buffs and you just see what color you got. They've done it different ways, but it is usually a, a random what's called a random draw. With that said, we have our new tribes on the new Reba tribe, which I believe is the red one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Sean, D, J, Maya, Julie, and Sifu. On the new Bello tribe or the blue tribe, Kendra, um, Emily, Drew, Brando, and Austin. And on the new Lulu tribe, Bruce, Jake, Caleb, Katora, and Kelly. Um, anybody that sticks out to you guys as being in the best position, I think easily the standout is Emily because she's on a tribe where it's two, two, and then her. So she's the easy, you know, she she's the easy flip vote. But is there anybody besides Emily that kind of stands out to you guys to be in a really good position right now? Yeah, well, I, let's take that one. I, I th- well, I thought just in general the 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 changing of the team dynamics were really interesting, um, especially because you had two similar scenarios where it was four old players with one new person coming in, and we got to see that dynamic in two different ways. Sean came in as a weak uh, player in a weak spot, looking to find some security or salvation in his new tribe. Caleb came in as the strong player of his tribe, but looking for players who could support him and and not lose so often. And then Emily was this player who's been out on an island who gets this fresh start. And she got the most optimal fresh start because it wasn't four players already, you know, uh, aligned with each other. It was two separate teams. Obviously, I'm, I'm excited for Emily's situation. I like that she didn't have to go straight to tribal council this week. She got to kind of play... Uh, to not have to immediately pick a side, even though it looks like she might be aligning with Austin and uh, and Drew a little bit. Uh, she still has a couple more days to flush out where she actually wants to go with that. Um, but I think if I... that Daniel is just excited because he may not have to do a hot wings challenge on the season. <laughs> <laughs> or a show. That's, that, that's very true. I can only do one hot wings challenge. So if I lose again, uh, I may have to sit this tribal council out. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charles had quite the visceral reaction to uh, Westoff bringing up Emily aligning with his boys, Austin and Drew. I mean, Charles, I, I don't even know where to go with this. Well, how do, what do you make of this? I know you're not the happiest that uh, she who shall not be named, quote unquote, uh, is with your boys, but maybe I don't know. Break down how you see that tribe and their dynamic. Yeah, I also don't know where to go with that. I I hate to admit it, but I think that it does allow this entity to now be in a good spot, especially with who she's aligned with now. Um, you know, as you all have already kind of mentioned, she's going to be in a great place to kind of be that flip vote. So people are going to be 
vying for for her attention. They're going to be trying to get her on their side. Um, this tribe for me, obviously, Austin and Drew. Um, Austin, since he still has the idol and, and hasn't had to use it, is going to be in a really good place moving forward. And I think still having that good alliance with Drew moving forward, that they're going to be able to continue protecting each other. Whether I and I don't know if another swap will happen or if an actual merge will happen. See, look, I got that right for you, Richard. Um, but I, I do think that personally, obviously, because I want uh, Austin and Drew to do well, um, I'm really definitely going to be pulling for them as we continue to move forward. The other tribes, I don't know. I, I think it helped some people for sure but then probably it kicked some others in the ass because you had you know tribes that were obviously dominating and i think with this random draw that things are considerably more even now so well just to round out this uh bellow discussion i thought it was kind of interesting how uh emily's reputation was such like uh a well-known thing like they've only been here a week they don't get a lot of interaction between between tribes like i think the biggest interaction we had was when the boys went off to the island and did the spinny cube game for the extra power um and and if that's the only time they interacted then i'm just trying to think because uh drew was like oh wow like emily is actually a normal person it's kind of cool to see the other side of the story and it's like how did that become such a an ingrained narrative so quickly. Um, I just, well, I, Drew was the one that went to the island, yeah. and Brandon told him. So I think that's why they—that's why he kind of is, picked is up that on that because Brandon yeah. was very open about it. And something that I noted about Emily was when they started talking with the Nubello tribe, how transparent she was about what happened to Sabaya and that whole tribal council. So I'll throw well, this and real over. quick. Yeah. Just go ahead. Uh, just yeah. to, address um, what Daniel brought up. I mean, you got to think because they haven't had a ton of interaction, you got to think this more so than Big Brother, for example, first impressions are super important, right? Good, and you got to think her first impression was fucking terrible. And so all of these people are literally the worst. Yeah. So all of these Hey, she learned her lesson, didn't she? This time she's like an open yeah. book. She's like, let's go cut some coconuts. I'll tell you all about tribal council. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, they, they see her interaction on the boat day one minute. Oh, I forgot. She started all that while they were in the initial yeah. opening segment, yeah. right? Yes. And then literally. they're separated. And now they see this girl again. I'm probably gonna roll my eyes too. <laughs> So let me ask, I'll throw this over to Sarah because Sarah hasn't talked very much so far. Emily, very transparent about what happened at Tribal Council. Given that she's on a tribe with two from one old tribe, two from another old tribe. So she's kind of that's that middle swing vote. What do you think about just the idea of like transparency and like being so open about what happened, knowing that like it could paint a target on her back to say, I orchestrated this. Like I, you know, I was a big part in this. Um, I think I'm going to have to see a little bit more of her on this last episode, but from what I've gathered of her thus far, there's just no way I'm ever going to be on her team. Um, 
I don't know. Um, Hard disagree. (laughs) I'm rooting so hard for this girl. We will have to see if she changes um, my mind with her strategy per Daniel, but um, we shall see. I, uh, I do feel like she is a powerful enough player to make it to the end. So I'm going to hold my breath, but we will, we'll see. We'll see. So, where, let me see. I'll 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 gauge I'll gauge, you know, um your guys' opinions. Where you guys want to go next? Which tribe interests you guys more? Let's see. I'd like to talk about Lulu. Okay. Caleb yeah. on Lulu. My my one note was Caleb and Jake are now a little potential duo, which I find pretty interesting. Will you remind me of the new Lulu real quick? Uh the new Lulu is Caleb, Jake, Bruce. Um Katura and Kelly. Uh Katura and Kelly. So the um the wonderful duo of Bruce and Katura get to stay well, that's, together. That's exactly what where I wanted to go with this. And Richard, I wanted to get your opinion on this. The the main drama with this week for the for new team Lulu was that like when they first got back to the beach beach one, Bruce got his little like Oh, I I remember last time I was here, I was being flown out by a medic. Like, oh, and he had a little cry session. Okay, whatever. I'm I'm not really into that. But I love. Oh my gosh! Wait, 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 wait. Is this the first? Yes, yeah, so we're talking about the you... Bruce cry session. Yeah. No, I think this is the first time that we have agreed on a a moment that we would usually be emotional about that we both were completely turned off by. Yeah, I feel nothing towards Bruce. Sorry. Thank Bruce, you. But... Oh my god, Richard, <laughs> Richard gave me the business for that. No, <laughs> I didn't give you the business. You, did. I, uh, you were okay. like, I feel sorry for him. Can he... I can I read verbatim my oh. text to Charles? Go ahead. Like, hold on. West off as I pull this up, I'll let you. I'll let you say your piece, and then I'll. All right, pull that up, and then I re- obviously read that text, and I want you to respond to this. But I thought the most interesting part was when they were like reintroduce or introducing themselves to Caleb. Caleb was like, "Oh yeah, remember when Bruce and I we were on that island together?" And Katura was like, "Hold up a sec, Bruce, shut your mouth. I want to hear what Caleb has to say about the island." And and she's trying to catch Bruce in a lie, which. She didn't. Bruce was being honest, but like, if I'm Bruce, I'm like, all right, Katara, you're dead to me. Like, that's a that that little tiny like mistrust there. Uh, I think blew a, a, a huge crack into this team from the jump. Uh, just by that, the, by exposing like there was already mistrust between them, but this was like, let me expose it in front of our newest team member and show them how much I don't trust Bruce. Like I'd be like, if I was Bruce, I'd be like, come on, like we've been sitting at this campfire for ten minutes and you're already throwing me under the bus. Okay, I'll start with with Charles's thing. I wrote. Uh, ver- verbatim. All right, verbatim. I think it was super cringe in all caps. But to play devil's advocate, it's low key PTSD for him because he had his chance. And if you see his medevac from last season, it's not fun. Medevacs are never fun, and it's hard to get your chance and then get it stripped away. Because the thing is, is that when this happens, he didn't know if he was going to be allowed to come back, right? And so imagine trying so hard to get on this show. Imagine like you keep keep applying to Big Brother and then you finally get it. And then you get injured on the first day and you, and like that opportunity is stripped away from you. And that wasn't something in your control, right? 
it's not something that you can like it's is you didn't quit he didn't quit like you get the opportunity of a lifetime to play the the game that you love and then it gets stripped away from you and you don't know if you're going to get it again i'll tell right? you why, why it so didn't affect me i understand that kind of emotion for him i still think it was cringe because of the way he's been acting for the last 4 weeks of this show exactly but you have to understand his side of it where it is like he was he was there and that was maybe traumatic for it. I don't know that, but like Richard, that storyline would normally I'd be tearing up every single time. Yeah, but, but it's, it's the, no, it's the it fact is. that oh, hold on, it's the fact that Bruce has had this like mask on the last four weeks where he's like <laughs> trying Bruce. to be a fun uncle, tough guy. Like Funko I just Bruce. like I still don't think we've even seen the true Bruce yet. And so when he finally all of a sudden starts crying, I'm like, well, this is still part of the mask. Like I just don't trust him. Can yeah, I can I ask? Is that so is there a world where that is the true Bruce? Maybe, but if so, then I guess we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Now, do you think that now I've got to go back and watch, but do you think that it's basically a lot of like, is it cuts of him just like going back to his story where it's like an editor's cut? He's just getting a bad edit or is he no, it, in, it was more like, in front of other people? Just Everybody like, was trying to be like, oh, let's talk about the new merge and, and let's introduce ourselves. And Bruce was like, give me just one second so I can sob for five minutes and then we'll come back and do our stories and it was like you just kind of wanted the spotlight in my opinion but yeah, I he like he's normally I'd, I'd be okay so well, sarah so for reference the 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 beach that bruce is now on the lulu beach is the beach is the same like base camp of the tribe that he was on last time he was on the show when he got medevaced what so, happened like, to him where he, he hit his had head to, yeah, he cracked his head on the on the first challenge of his. So season. is he having like flashbacks of what happened? Probably, that's what I'm season? seeing. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, where he's sitting, a few feet in front of him, he was sitting on the sand as doctors told him, "You have to go home. You cannot. You need to yeah. leave this game." So like yeah, that's why to that. me, I like I understand, and to me, I also think it was cringe because Funko Bruce has been the most annoying thing for the last four weeks. But let's give credit where it's due. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. That was probably quite emotional for him to be in the same place that you got told your opportunity. Bye bye. You know, like I just, I just want to give the poor guy the benefit of the doubt because I know no one else on this podcast will. Like, you got to give him at least a little bit of leeway of like, maybe this was traumatic. Like maybe this was emotional for him and he was getting those flashbacks. We don't know. I know he was a nut. I know he was a nut. This is one of those moments for me where again, I'm, I'm in viewer shoes and I'm trying to put myself in player shoes, but obviously that's hard to do because I'm not there. But that for me, I know even just looking at how I, you know, show emotion or whatever, except for in recent history, while well, I just cry on a dime in the in a public place. Um, but <laughs> if I feel that if I feel that sort of emotion, if I'm if I feel traumatized, I'm not going to make a production of it. I'm not going to stop everyone and say, "Oh my gosh, you guys, this is my spot. This is my moment." I'm probably going to go sob the first time everybody goes to bed, right? And that's why for me, it just seemed so fake 
And so, I don't know. It was just too much. Again, so you think that was a sympathy I, tactic? I do. I do. Because, again, there, there was a bit of a production value for it for me outside of whatever the edit was. It was like everybody's having a good time and they're trying to talk to him. And like Daniel said, it's hands up. Let, let me have my like literally I feel like that's. Oh, my God. I feel like I did that in my last murder mystery show. Like so, he wanted. So he wanted his fifteen. Like, he wanted his no, fifteen seconds of fame. He wanted to be to on TV right now. Well, I was just gonna say, like, with that kind of attitude, it sounds like he's wanting a little bit of airtime. Oh, I mean, this guy's been asking for airtime all season yes. long. So, but all right, let's move on back to the original question I sent to you, Richard. Is what do you think yeah. of of uh, why I'm like uh, Katura's. Uh, mistrust of bruce in front of everyone on like hour was, one of the merge sorry Katura was a little bit more aggressive than i think she could have been there could have been a bit more tact of like if bruce oh. wants to speak just be like just be like wait hold on just let's <laughs> let's hear him out like i think i think it was the right move to see if bruce because Katura's has had this thing against bruce for the last you know god knows how long so like I agree with the notion of being like, let's hear what Caleb's got to say. Let's compare notes. But also, you got to also think if you're being that outward about it and you're being that like. And she was wrong. It's one thing to do that and be right, but she was wrong this time. It's like, that's a bad know, But you don't know if you're going to be right or wrong when you're asking the question. Which is why you should do it in private instead of in front of the whole new tribe. Yeah, but that's what I'm I'm just saying. I think it was the right move in my opinion i would have done the same thing if i was questioning bruce and his integrity but like be a little more subtle with it and just be like hold on i just want to hear what caleb like let or be or do like the teacher thing of like let caleb finish right you know here's here's the speaking stick yeah let yeah preferably sabaya stick from the from the campfire (laughs) right um but no i yeah i mean it's fair she's she hasn't liked bruce for the last for for honestly the entire game but so that was the only interesting thing that happened with Lulu outside of the competition. So no, it was, it was the only thing. Um, let's see for Reba. I'd like to say, uh, this my, my first note reads, uh, when, uh, Sean and Jay went off to have a conversation and Jay Maya tried to pull him in. Um, I have a bullet note here that reads, welcome to the game, Jay Maya. Um, <laughs> welcome to survivor. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on week four. Welcome. Uh, she, with open arms, involved. we're glad to see you playing the game. She joined hard though. She's got strong opinions about Sifu now, and she, her and D were just like <clears throat> Julie was more open, but those two were like, "Nope, this is the plan." D, so I'm I'm glad that D and Julie say together as well. I like their group of four: the D, Julie, Drew, and Austin. I like that group of four. I think they're a strong group of four. Um, I think it's an alliance that'll serve them really well if they stick together and like survive up to the merge and then continue through the merge. Um, but what was really interesting to me, and I wanted to hear your guys' opinion on it, was when D, Julie, and Sifu decided to go and look through Sean's bag to see if he had an idol. I wanted to know what y'all's opinions were as the as like the new fan perspective. So this was so just for some context, this is something that happened, I think it was last season, and everybody was questioning if this is something that you can do. And it was a huge debate 
with some people saying, no, you shouldn't. And then some people, yes, you should. The whole defense was like, there's no rule against it. So why not? So before I go into my opinions on it, I want to hear your guys' opinions. Like just digging through somebody else's bag. Go for it. I just want to hear y'all's opinions. I. I know. Obviously, they're on an island and they have very little supplies. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't agree with it just because I am a huge believer in personal space and, you know, like completely different um, situation. But I carry a bag when I go into work every day and I have coworkers who can get stuff out of the bag, but like it drives me crazy if they do it without telling. And I don't know that really put a bad taste in my mouth. Truthfully, especially how all three of them are like, okay, let's do it. You go be on a lookout and we're going to tie a knot the exact same way so that we can tie it back the same way so that he's not suspicious. I, I don't know. That was, that was not cool with me for sure. It, now it, on the yeah. oh, go ahead. I was gonna say just really quickly, don't don't want to cut you off, but I remembered okay. something else. There is one rule though that is definitely in place in Survivor. You are not allowed to steal from other contestants. Mm. So if anything, this is just their this was just their way of saying like, does he have, have an idol? He's not gonna tell us, but we can find out for ourselves. If they found something in his bag or even just the personal belongings that he has, they're not allowed to take that. That's against the rules. Yeah. But there was no rule that they can't look to see and find out. Yeah. But I'll let you continue. On the just to close what I was gonna say, I don't not being a hardcore survivor guy yet, I don't know, you know, what the past history on something on that is, but I'm also thinking if I decided to take something on the island that is super important to me and somebody decides to go through it and breaks it as a result, I'm going to fucking rage. Right. So that's where that for me just gets a little absolute, actually more than a little, that's just a hard no. So yeah, I'm going to continue with more context before I let Wes off and Sarah to uh, go. Mm -hmm. I also, if I'm not mistaken, the bags are given to you by production. You are not allowed to bring any personal belongings onto the show except for the clothes on your ass. So if you want to bring like, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think something that's not clothing, like friendship bracelet. A photo. Yeah, a photo. You're not allowed to. Okay, good to know. Good to know. So like those personal belongings, Those used to be those used to be like a reward where like you would compete, like you would bring a personal belonging, give it to production, and then like you would have to compete to get it. Like that's what it like in the past it's been. But like you're not allowed to those those bags are predominantly just like I don't know, like your water canteen, that kind of stuff that like production gives you for reference. Mm. Still a no. I'll let you I'll let you go first, Sarah. Just wanted to give that context. Go ahead, Sarah. Yeah, what's your for me, for me, like it doesn't matter if production gives it to me or not. Like, once production puts it in my hands, like it's mine. I'm on the show. So for me, like that wouldn't like sit with me well. I do feel like it's a little bit of like bending the rules. Like you're not allowed to steal, but you're allowed to look and 
I do see a little bit of like that big brother, um, you know, mischievous behind there being like, okay, yeah, I see the strategy in that. But um, like depending on what he was doing, whenever he left his things would be kind of like the answer for me. Like if he was going and having interviews or like DR sessions and they went and looked through his stuff, like that wouldn't like not be okay. But if he just like left his stuff somewhere and left it un unattended and wasn't like watching out for it, then yeah, I'd be like, Okay, it's a little bit more understandable, but still, when production hands me a pack at the beginning of the, you know, show, like, that's my pack. I'm going to freaking hang on to that. It's going to be, like, even a little sentimental to me, so I definitely wouldn't want someone looking through it. Hey, Richard. Yeah. How much, how much money are they playing for her again? A million? Uh, a million. Okay. Then... Absolutely, you can go through that pack. Thank you, you Asaf. Thank like, you. I'm trying to win a million dollars, and I'm going to have some like, oh, but I may make him uncomfortable if I look through his pack of shells and towels that production gave him. Hell, if there's an idol in there, if I can learn how to retie his crazy knot, then yeah, I want to know. So get out of here with this. Oh, I'm going to have respect for their like, they didn't bring any photos. They didn't bring any trinkets. It's their flip flops and their and their towels and their seashells and maybe an idol. And if I can figure out that they have an idol because they decided to accidentally leave their pack behind, whether it's to go do a DR or to go find some fish, uh, I take any advantage I can. So get out of here with that sentimentalness. Now I have a random question mm. as while yeah, we're talking about this. Does go Survivor also supply condoms in the back, like Big Brother supplies? Oh my gosh. I'm no. just thinking about all that sand. Uh, <laughs> Come on. I mean, yeah, I, I need yeah to Richard, what's the history of this show with uh with showmances? I don't yeah. remember anyone doing nasty, but like <laughs> well, we don't get let live me, feeds. Let me tell y'all. So yeah. Um oh, so this is the show Jared should have gone on <laughs> rather than Big Brother. <laughs> So you Jared. so we don't even we don't even Jared. start. Oh god. Um we've seen showmances throughout the show. Um I think Big Brother has more successful like showmances, but Survivor has probably the most successful showmance in the history of like CBS reality TV, being Rob Mariano and Amber Burkich. Um God, I need someone that knows freaking survivor. Dude, Ugh. trauma bonding. Trauma I'm, spe bonding I'm speaking to I'm speaking to nobody right now. Um <laughs> no, they um they met on All Stars, um, had just pretty much like a showman throughout the entire show, and then at the finale, he proposed to her, and then they had like a three-part wedding special um afterwards that CBS produced for them. Yes, it's real. They've been married ever since. They have kids. It's a whole thing. Uh, they both came well, back. Well, I mean, for, you could um, say that about Rachel, you know, yes. Rachel Riley. <laughs> yes. Uh, for those who are not, Aww, who, don't, who don't see this. Um, yeah. Let's off just pulled up a picture of Boston Rob. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, 
Don't really see Sean Mendes. Listen, also, I'm like, the sure it's easy on TV to is trauma bond on Survivor. So, yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. Um, back to the back to the matter at hand. Uh, digging through people's bags. Um, I am a million percent with Wes off on this. I understand if you're the person that someone's digging through your bag, why you would feel uncomfortable, and so would most people. But at the same time. From a logical standpoint, you are fighting for a million dollars here, brother. If you need to dig through someone's bag, dig through the bag, man. Like, you're not, I mean, I just, I just don't know how to explain. Like, ah, it's just, I don't see the, like, I mean, the thing is, I get why. Like, you're trying to confirm if someone has an idol or not. That's huge information when it comes to winning the, the potential of winning this game. Excuse me, as I kill an ant on my wall. Ant hunt night, huh? Oh, all right. Uh, just all right. making sure there's no ant guts on my shoe, and we move on. Well, Richard, I I know we're gonna be talking about this after the immunity challenge, but it really started here, so I kind of wanted to get yeah, your opinion on it. this. Um, the debate really started in this first uh, tribe swap segment for Reba about. Who will be the ultimate target if we go to council? Will it be Sean, the new guy on the outs, or Sifu, the huge, strong competitor? And it it looks like, you know, at least early in the episode, they're leaning towards Sifu. And then we go and we see this immunity challenge, which we're going to talk about here shortly. And it starts off with having to lift this, like, couple hundred pound cage out of the water. And so I, like... What is the right strategy as the big survivor fan here? What is your opinion on? Do you get a big target, strong physical competitor out competitor out this early when you have an easy shot with the smaller numbers? Or is it more valuable to keep someone around like that because you'd rather avoid councils? Like I just don't understand how risky that is once the merger happens because I haven't seen a merger in 44 seasons. Once the swap so, happens, Daniel. Sorry. Swap. No, no, no. Thank I'm you. talking about Thank once, you, the, once the actual merger happens and a powerful player is now on the everyone's free-for-all, how dangerous okay, is okay. that is what I'm asking. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to, right? Tribe strength versus like personal alliance strength. To me, I think a big part of it depends on how closely you're aligned with Sean. If Sean's your ride or die, if Sean's your number one, you advocate to keep Sean in this game. But at the same time, I think it's super important that you keep Sifu on because when you look at this tribe, he is going to physically carry them through challenges, and they need that. Forget everything else. Sifu is, is probably the strongest physical player on this cast. And his like, team is it's going to be three small important. women and then Sean, who's a very like, tiny guy as well. Like, I, think, I, think D, I think D is deceptively strong. I think people are going to write her off, that but I think she's power. a very strong competitor. Um, I think no. for me, my strategy, use Sifu as a meat shield, man. You align with him. You take him to the merge. Use him as a meat shield. Align a with him. Take him to the merge. And if, okay. and if somebody's coming for my butt, Dude, he's right there. If he doesn't win immunity, kick him out. This is your chance. And then I can pitch it as this is your big move, right? You get to take out the strong target. Delusion, right? You get to do it. You get to do it. This is for your resume. This, this is for your da-da-da-da, right? Like, that would have been my strategy. I just think if you 
if you're looking at that tribe, if they get rid of Sifu, you are risking going to every single tribal council moving forward. Every yeah. single one. I agree. And, well, and real quick, from uh, these players are all fans of the show. What is their expected timeline to the merger? Is it possibly one week away or are they like or not week one episode oh, away? A, or is it like they're a, like, we got a couple more to go until a merger? Like, is it imminent or could it be go another four tribal councils before they merge? Five, six. I think I'm trying to remember. I think the last few seasons has been they merge at like thir- somewhere between a 12 and 14. Oh, so we could go for a while. Uh, you mean players left 12 and 13? Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11. So we're getting close. It's going to happen so in the last, next few weeks. So last uh, last season was 11. So that would be, from our point right now, four more eliminations? Uh, it's It's definitely not immediate. It is most definitely not immediate. I can okay. promise you that. You definitely have some time, which is why I say like it's going to be super important for them to have a strong tribe. 10, 12. Yeah, it's been – so it was 11 last season, 12 the season prior. Um, It depends what twist they use for merge. They've been doing this mergatory thing that I'm not even going to try to explain right now because I'm already throwing a lot of concepts at you guys for the last four weeks. I will explain mergatory when we get closer to the merge. But it's this, it's I I can even I can just explain it after we're done recording. It's a lot to explain. Um, but yeah, it's usually that like 11, 12 range players as in players left. So then Sifu's um, pretty valuable still, especially when you're so on a Sifu team with all women pretty and, valuable. and Sean, who's you know not very powerful. The only the only like I would say like three other players that I see being like potential physical threats are Jake Bruce. D and Austin. Well, Bruce. I just think that Bruce well, is too annoying to live with. I, I wouldn't I just mind getting rid physical, of physical, pure physical. I, but I don't okay, pure physical. I'll put Bruce up there and like a Katora and sorry, a Katora and a Kelly could go up there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Like I question. I question Kendra after the fall on her crotch, but you know, forgot about that. <laughs> I just want to bring. Oh, Caleb is also the thing is it depends what kind of challenge you're dealing with here because if you're dealing with the challenge like when you look at the challenge you have to do this past week where you have to dig yourself under something, those come up a few times, and in those cases, Sifu is not going <laughs> under nothing, my friend. And there, there are challenges where, like, there, there's going to be a beam, and you have to, like, one by one, all slide under the beam. Sifu's not going to get through that. You need to dig a bigger hole for Sifu. Like, someone that is, like, both physically strong and on the slimmer side, so you're think- so I'm thinking of, like, a Caleb, I'm thinking of a D, I'm thinking of a Kelly. Those are going to be players that are going to be pretty valuable to you. And even, like, a Brando and a Drew who are just skinny – are going to be very valuable just for that agility. So I think that's what's really interesting about survivors that like different challenges could like fit different players. Like not every challenge is going to fit Sifu, but like carrying a huge heavy ass. This challenge did. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that immunity. He pushed. All right. He carried literally carried. 
But yeah, I'll let I'll let Charles and I'll let Charles and uh and you guys go since I've been talking too much. Thoughts on the immunity? You never challenge. talk too much, Richard. How dare you put yourself down like that? I'm a broadcast journalist. I'm. It's kind of my job. I talk too much. Charles, was there was there any emotion for you there with Lulu finally getting a win, even though it was just Caleb? And or Caleb seeing, finally, yeah. Or seeing saying, Emily get like fired. a not, or seeing Emily not have to go to tribal, even though you hate her. You Sorry. mean the the new Lulu? Yeah, like did, did it do anything for you? Because I felt a little disconnected. I still enjoyed it, but like last week when Lulu won, I was like, oh. Um, no, because I think with them swapping, I was looking at it from a perspective of all the tribes just being new anyway, even though some kind of stayed intact with just one change here and there. And so it all changed for me. So it was like, this is Lulu and it has nothing to do with the Lulu who was not winning. Um, you know, moving forward it's obviously up to them to build those bonds. And as I watch, I'm going to be looking for that. But yeah, I was completely disconnected as far as pulling at a heartstring for, Oh my gosh, the underdog is now competing. And yeah, I didn't give a shit. I literally only care about Austin and Drew at this point and a little bit of Kelly. I like I've I've kind of gathered that 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 those who are the only ones that you care about, given that every single time, strong and every time we mention this, like just for reference, every time I have a conversation about this show with Charles, the only thing he is worried about is how good of a position Austin and Drew are in. I I just don't know. Yeah. I think we found yeah. I don't I don't know what is like. I think we found like Charles's equivalent of like. I don't know, like Dick on on, but on Survivor, like you know, what? I, I haven't like, seen, I haven't seen Charles disinvested in a player since Dick. I mean, oh. I this is my first real season of watching, so I have to lock on to somebody. Um, yeah, that's uh, but that's I'm, also I'm the normal team Emily. Come on over. Is that wait wait? But Charles, isn't that also like I feel like that's a normal <laughs> like I feel like that's a normal viewing experience for anybody watching these shows. It's like you you find your player and you like lock on to them. Yeah, exactly. Um, for the most part. That's a dangerous game to play, though, because I play that all the time with Big Brother. And as soon as my player that I love gets evicted, it affects my like my motivation to continue the season sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this season's a bust. When like maybe I shouldn't just pick a favorite player and like root so hard yeah. for him. I don't know. Yeah. For anyone for any like viewer that list that watched it the watch last season, for me, that was the Tika three. Damn, damn, Carson and Carolyn were so freaking entertaining, and also it doesn't help that uh that Jam Jam is a Syracuse alum, so it was really fun to watch a Syracuse alum win the show. But nice. yeah, is there any well, player that you're locking on to, Sarah? Not right now, but next week, ask me again because I definitely will have someone. Yeah, here's yeah, hoping you'll be back in the seat in in next week. Yeah, <laughs> Richard, <laughs> let me throw something at you. Did anyone Go in this competition? Because we've gotten rid of our really weak players, Hannah and Brandon. Did anyone <laughs> stick out to you as like a liability to their team? I know Emily, which she gave credit when she got the idol, was like, "Hey, look, I didn't really do anything. My team gets all the credit." She might be like a weak factor going forward in these challenges. Uh, was there anyone else that stuck out to you as like, uh, they may be the weak link that gets voted out if they're 
team goes to tribal? Not on a challenge perspective. I think we're at a point, even even like Sabaya and Sean, including the last two, there are aspects where each of them will be valuable. Um, I just think it's unfortunate for Sean because you are, like in those earlier stages, you are dealing with a lot more physical competitions. So he doesn't really get to show off the mental side because I think he'd be really good at like those like less physical puzzles, maybe like mental comps, like remember, like memory comps or like, I don't know, puzzles and stuff. Like I feel like he'd be, well sued there even though he didn't do great on puzzles um but yeah i just think like we're at a point where everybody has something to offer so uh i think the only person that didn't have much to offer much to offer was brandon given that even the things he said he'd be good at he absolutely flopped um says he loves a puzzle then messed up one of the simplest puzzles <laughs> that he could have gotten this season but yeah, I don't really see like a physical liability. I don't like a challenge liability. I don't see it. I just say I just see like emotional liabilities, like Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. All right, can we get to the meat of this now? This tribal council, because the tribal council. This oh was boy. this was the most exciting part. Good God. Um. All right, so here we go. Where do we even begin? Okay, so. Um, Lulu loses, sorry, not Lulu, excuse me. Um, Reba, yeah, Reba loses the immunity challenge. Um, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, Julie and D are going to be definitely safe. They are kind of like, did we just lose Richard? Work with Sean, get rid of the physical. Sorry, Richard, you you Uh, froze for a second. You gotta love university Wi Fi, don't you? Um, I'll, uh, you're I'll you're back. Go, go, yeah. D, D and Julie are kind of a duo. Uh, J Maya comes to them wanting to work with Sean to get rid of the physical threat Sifu. Um, and yeah, they go to the tribal. I, I, I've liked it for the last two weeks. You're not 100% sure who's the target yet. You know, I don't know if you guys, I'll, I'll ask you guys if you guys felt. Did you did you feel confident going into tribal that you knew who was going home? Yeah, I I thought it was a for sure thing. It was the the uh, Sean's pitch to quit coming out of left field that made it so interesting. Because I think without that, I, I those girls were going to vote out Sifu. Like they obviously we don't know the actual story but every clip was them agreeing them telling sean hey we're gonna keep you but just don't get nervous because we're gonna be talking shit about you basically uh and then even like after sean's whole plea about missing his husband and wanting to quit and go yeah, home he still d still to d still's like no stick to the plan which by the way this is where i really wanted to like kick off the conversation because i saw this on twitter and obviously you're our survivor expert so i want to throw it to you for this when somebody quits at least from what I saw on Twitter, they don't just go home. They go stay somewhere until the end of the, of the season, basically. So if you get evicted week one, you're staying in a like hotel or something for the next two and a half weeks till the show's done filming. Is that true? Because then that, if that's the case, then Sean quitting is like, looks bad because you you don't even get to go home and see your husband. You're going to go sit in a resort until the end of the show. So what was the point? Right. So, to my knowledge, 
the thing is, it's kind. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure now because it's kind of weird, given that with like ever since the quote unquote new era, they've been they've been doing the like finale winner reveal reunion on the island. I think he stays in a hotel until like the merge or until jury starts. And then they all get like flown home in one big group. Um, And then I think they're flown back for the reunion, something like that. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, I haven't actually been looking at that. I'm just used to Ponderosa, but which I'll explain after this episode is over. Um, but right yeah, no, if, if if that is true, I do feel quite s- stupid of that. Also, I'm just devastated because Sean is on my team and I really liked Sean. I thought he was a good player. Um, and then that shit happened. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> another thing that I saw on Twitter that I sent to Charles. Um, this was from Carson, who was fourth place on last season. My fa- one of my favorite players. Um, He wrote on Twitter, say what you will, but let's be real. This Survivor episode would have been so much more boring without Sean quitting. It was going to be a boring majority vote, probably going in Sifu's direction. However, Sean quitting added so much more complexity in that D voted for Sifu, Sean voted for D, and the rest of the people that promised D they would write Sifu voted for Sean. The post-tribal dynamics are going to be so much more messy now that Sifu realizes they were planning on blindsiding him, and I'm here for it. Dude, how how great was that? Sifu, like, in the middle of reading the votes, being like, who voted for me? Like, looking over and being like, what the fuck, guys? Knowing, and the thing is, Sifu knows that, okay, so Sifu knows that he voted for Sean. Now the question is, who did Sean vote for? Because he doesn't well, know if, if Sean no, but he asked Sean in the midst of it. He goes, Sean, did you vote for me? And Sean goes, but, no. But he could have lied. You I can't. Guess. You can't trust. You can't trust everybody, right? If Sean's going home. Why would he lie? Yeah, there was. That's, I thought that too. But like, there's a world where you know, what if Sean still wants to protect somebody? That's what would be going through my head because you got to think of every scenario, right? Well, you got to think. Um... Richard, I, I'm pretty sure I texted you if there's a rule about voting against yourself, right? Yes. Oh, and my whole question was, if Sean really wants to go home that badly, why didn't he just vote against himself to give himself another vote to make sure that that happened? And what I told and what I told Charles was, I have no freaking clue because we've never seen that before. If someone wants to go home. They just go home. They just hop on they the boat quit. and leave. They <laughs> just quit. Like you've seen nobody players, goes to the trouble of trying to garner votes yeah. to quit. They just quit. We've seen we've seen players just we've seen players be like, you know, if this means goodbye for me, it means goodbye for me. That is the extent of of like seeing someone quit but not quit. So now I've seen two people quit on the season. Uh, technically, Sean was voted out. Well, I guess so, so Sean was Hannah. Was voted out. Technically, nobody quit because they were both voted out, right? I mean, technically, no, Hannah no, Hannah, Hannah didn't have a vote. Too. Hannah didn't have a vote. Did Hannah get a vote? Uh, no, because she no. said even if you vote me to stay, or even if you vote against, they me, didn't. They didn't vote. They all just unanimously agreed leave. she's gone. Yeah. Okay. So that's not so. So it's not technically a vote out, which is why mm. I was kind of surprised that in the next episode. 
Probst said Hannah voted out of the last tribal council instead of Hannah quit at the last tribal council. Um, I don't know. Um, by the way, Richard, I've noticed because I was like, is Richard just being a super fan here when he's like, no, quit versus evicted or sorry, or snuffed out? I've noticed though that Jeff uses specific language to be like, no, they quit. And it's like he like puts a little extra pizzazz on it because it means something apparently. Because it is like this, like, okay, so in recent times, quitting has not been seen upon as badly, but it's still bad. Quit is kind of like the survivor scarlet letter, right? You don't want to be seen as the quitter because you don't get invited to the goes, after parties. <laughs> it's pretty it much goes, like being ejected from the game on Big it Brother. Goes, it goes back to what I said regarding Bruce and last season, right? You try so hard to get on this show and to get the opportunity to go on this show. Also, given that all these people are like fans, right? You get this opportunity to go on the show. And then you quit. So it's kind of like the scarlet letter and kind of like the mark of shame. Yeah. Because now you're seen as you would for like Big Brother. Like you're now seen as like they gave you a spot that could have gone to someone else and you quit. To me, Sean's is not as bad as Hannah's. Someone that quits a few weeks or days into the show will never be as it's bad, but it will never be as bad to me as quitting on day three that to me is disgusting to to quit to be the first one out via a quit to me that, is disgusting. that early yeah i mean that's it, disgusting for the for the big brother fans think about like sam and bb 20 or maybe it's 21 uh no not like, even sam lasted longer I, she lasted a long time but then she ended up just quitting because she had enough and look at us like now she's like outcasted and like no one talks about sam anymore she's just like terrible player i guess that'd be the closest thing big brother but big brother you're in a house you're being fed food like survivor actually has elements that would make you want to quit so i feel like there's like um a macho-ness or like a you better stick in it like you 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 tried so hard to get here it's tough stick through it though so you earn your stripes you can go to the after parties (laughs) i've also never i i also like i also am just questioning the the like reasoning for the quit for those who didn't see Sean, spoiler alert, Sean basically was just like being out here makes me realize that I need my husband. And that I love my husband. I'm like, that's awesome. That's cute. I think that's really adorable that you miss your husband. 20 days. <laughs> but, but you with, don't but love him enough for respect. a million dollars to change your 26 life. 26 days yeah. for a million dollars. You were in a position to pull off a power play. This is not Sari 100 days in the Big Brother house. This is 26 days. <laughs> he was in a really good spot to make a power play. That would look really good on a final resume. I came in to a group of four other people that were all from the same tribe, that were that all had known each other for the last like 12 days, and I still found a way to wiggle myself in and take out arguably the biggest physical threat on this cast. And you threw it away because you love your husband. I hope that carried through the mic. (laughs) 
I'm just I'm, I'm just more so upset f- now after Richard's little pitch there. I'm more upset than I was when I I'm just so frustrated pissed. by it. Like oh, he it. was in such a good position. Right. He was also on my he was also on my team, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but Richard Come knows on. I wasn't a big fan anyway, because I do think I was texting during the tribal council and I was like, this reminds me why I don't like Sean and I want him to go. Like <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I he just didn't. I liked Sean. He to me, he was a. I liked Sean. To me, he was a promising player. There was good. Uh, there was good social game. Uh, a smart understanding for the strategic game. Like, he was in a good spot, in my opinion, and just threw it away. If you can skate by challenges, not do well in challenges, and still survive, and not get a big target painted on your back. Props to you, because in a game that is so important when you're on a team to be physical, if you suck in challenges and still don't get voted out, you're doing something right. Okay. I just, I don't know, quits, quits frustrate me. Quits that don't have good reasoning frustrate me. Um, This still doesn't, this still isn't worse than Colton Cumby. I still hate his guts. Um. That's the one I sent to y'all and showed y'all. Um, okay. Still hate his guts, but you know, this still this this frustrated me. But let me ask. That was there goes there goes my freaking there goes my rant. Um, what did y'all think of Sean's quit? Maybe like the reasoning behind it. Well, whatever I, the hell my rant was about. I think we're all on the same page about the quit at this point, Charles. To you. And Sarah, I'd like to hear your opinion on this too. Uh, if for those who didn't see the tribal council, Sean gives this couple minute pitch about ready to be ready to quit, missing his husband, ready to be done with the show. The experiences made him realize right. where he should be. But but that uh, but the girls came into this tribal council expecting to vote out Sifu, and so now. Like without knowing the behind the scenes, but let's just pretend like it went down like the show portrayed it and it went down. You basically don't have time to talk it over with the other girls. Are we sticking with the Sifu vote or are we going to go ahead and vote Sean out? And I think the one little thing that the production showed us was that D kind of whispered over to Julie and Jay Maya, like, hey, stick with the Sifu plan. And that was the the total communication that we saw happen. So now if you're Julie and if you're Jay Maya, you're going into the booth being like, Sean is going is asking to quit. Sifu is a powerful player. D wants to stick with the plan. I have to make a decision. And I like didn't get to pre-plan this. What do you do in that situation? Would you have done what Julie did and what Jay Maya did, which was stick uh, to vote Sean out, abandon the plan and expose D? Or do you stick with that plan hoping that everyone else does too and you don't get exposed? Like that's a really tough decision, right, Charles? Uh, for me, it's not actually. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you would think that it may be a tough decision, but at the end of the day, as annoyed as I am by the speech that Sean made, I do not want someone there competing for me and with me who has made that big of a push to not be there. So I'm immediately turning, right? Because now their effort is non-existent. If they are that strongly against 
being there. Then they're I away. Feel like, yeah, they're already gone. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of space. Point. It's going to annoy me that they're still there and somebody else isn't. And then we're probably going to turn up in tribal council again next week because, oh, cool, he's here. We're already physically more weaker. And now he's not going to give a shit because he's mad at us that we didn't vote, let him go. Um, so, yeah, for me, I don't really have to think much. You tell me you want gone as much as it may hurt as far as what our plan was initially. Get on out of here. Sarah, same for you. Yeah, I think that I agree with Richard's point of like, why did those girls not look around and say like, we need Sifu to carry us a little bit? Like, I understand wanting to get out physical competition, but right away when the only person on your team that's physical, that's going to be able to win you competitions, like you're going to vote him out over someone who wants to quit. Like, you know, I'm not sure about that. I would probably most likely definitely vote. Uh, or is that how you say vote or yeah, yeah, vote? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> vote out uh, Sean um, because of that. I, yeah. I, I didn't think about this till just now. Like when I watched the episode, this didn't go through my head. But I actually think if I had time to think, to obviously it was in the moment, it was at Tribal Council. But if I got to think about it for five minutes, I think I would have stuck with the plan and voted out Sifu. And then I know in my back pocket, Sean's here and he's ready to leave. So it's almost like a get out of jail free card. Next time we lose a Tribal Council, done, easy. Sean, you're gone. Thanks for sticking around for, for another three, four, five days. And right. at that point now we're two weeks ahead. Maybe at that point we've all made the merge or like, it, it's just like, to me, like a get out of jail free car. Like I said, like, Sean, you said you want to go home. Let's go ahead and get our plan out of the way. Get rid of Sifu. Now we've had our objective done. And if we ever lose again, your ass is gone. Like to me, that's so a that, win. That gives me a question for Richard. Um, yeah. With you being such a survivor aficionado, What's the average time of them being in tribal council? Do you know? Like, there's no average time because you've that? seen su There's no average. You've seen super short tribal councils. And I feel like you. I feel like they've probably had like a one hour tribal before. Like, okay. you don't know how long it is because they cut it down so much, right. right? And you and since it's not live with like with Big Brother, you don't have a time limit. Yeah. So and that's what it, made me ask because yeah. and this is a terrible reference and go ahead and please judge me for what i'm about to say but i used to watch america's next top model religiously me too no you didn't i'm uh, not lying tyra banks show i love that show oh my gosh did i send did i send you the instagram earlier oh today my gosh. you sent me the speed walking one but... okay no i have to, no one popped up about america's okay. next top model I'm totally sending that to you right now. Anyway, but one of the things that became kind of interesting to me was, you know, for those of you who haven't watched ANTM, um, <laughs> at the end when somebody gets eliminated, they have this whole panel and the judges are there, oh the girls gosh. are sitting there and Tyra does her whole blah, 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 blah. And here's your photo. And this is who's still in the running. And then she has the final two and she does the whole who will go home tonight and blah, 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 blah. We have Daniel, 
whose pictures are strong and whose attitude is fantastic. But the past few weeks, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Can't pose for shit. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, for us as a viewer, that literally lasts for two and a half minutes. But then um, there was actually a girl. I don't know if you were paying attention, but a girl from uh, Kentucky who actually won A&DM one year. And she had done a couple interviews in Lexington and I knew some people who knew her and they said all these things. And she brought up the point that people don't realize that that judging panel for them sometimes lasts up to 10 hours because the judges are going back and forth and then they're doing all this stuff. And I didn't know if that was a similar situation where tribal council for us is maybe five, 10 minutes, but for them is almost a full day where they're sitting here and they have all this time to go back and forth and actually be able to think, Oh, maybe I will with this plan and maybe I won't, and maybe I'll do this and maybe I'll do that. It's not, it's not going to be like a full day because it's all like, you can say like, it's all like during like the evening night, but like it can be like hours if it has to be right. So like, it's a good point because of the power of editing to us, we get five to 10 minutes. Sometimes if we're lucky, we get 15 of it, but it could be long, like long, long. Um, But no, I think I'm trying to remember the point that Wes I was making earlier because I had something to go off of that. Um, Oh, do you get rid of seafood? Um, For me, I would have voted for seafood. I agree with the get out of jail free card. Um, Richard, I think you and me tonight, same, same wavelength. To, to me, to me, I would love to ally with Sifu, but if Sifu was not my ally, he's gone. Um, I if if I was in the situation, just first things first, just flat out like knee jerk reaction, I would have allied with Sifu and used him as a meat shield and kept him. <laughs> but in the situation that they had, I would get rid of Sifu because here's the thing: now, because if you think of the way Carson put it, Survivor is very much so a game of like you're going to be paranoid, you're going to be like always on edge it's in that way it's like big brother to me like i'm the kind of guy that thinks of like worst case scenario what happens how do i prep for the worst case scenario worst case scenario sifu finds out that we were planning a blind side on him and now he's gonna run rampant what if he starts getting people to get to gun for me knowing that this guy is physical knowing this guy can keep himself safe come on your best bet, if you keep Sifu, honestly, if he figures out that you were planning a, br- a blind side, you throw the next challenge to the best of your ability, and you get his butt out before he gets you. Because if God forbid, because now, now you're thinking now Sifu knows that someone voted for him from the three ladies left, so he's gonna go back to camp and he's gonna be like, "Who the fuck voted for me?" I didn't even think about that di- that dynamic. The only way Sifu stays safe, if he figures out they were all against him, is to win the challenge. So he's going to be if they win every challenge, yeah. Versus those other girls could be like, ah, screw it, we're going to sit this challenge out, go back to tribal council and vote his ass out again. Ooh, that's a new dynamic for me. That's interesting. I'm waiting for someone. I'm waiting for someone to do um, what Caleb did to Frankie in Big Brother 16. (laughs) Just straight up walk off and sit down. Like, you're never going to see it, but I would love to see it on this show. I would love to see the shit that goes down. 
Because another big thing is like what other tribes think of you. With Big Brother, everybody knew that Caleb and Frankie were in hot water. But like here, like you also don't want to give away what your tribe dynamic is. It is a whole thing. You could go on like 20 tangents about it. But yeah. Final closing remarks for this. Huh? Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Who? What's up? Sorry. I'm watching Charles's uh, next top top model (laughs) Instagram. This is my face, Charles. (laughs) Actually, no. This is my face. (laughs) Bowie. FDJ. No, when we when we end when we end this recording, you have to watch while we're on because I uh, need to see your reaction. It's great. Okay, final thoughts on Survivor as we head into next week's episode. I'll start with you, Sarah. Why not? Hit me I, with it. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> Perfect. No notes. No notes. <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> West off over to you. Oh, I can't believe my sister's that funny. <laughs> uh, uh, my, I, I have no thoughts. I, I am pleasantly surprised how invested I've gotten into Survivor this quickly. Don't take that to heart, Richard. I can't give you all the credit in the world. I'll get, your ego will get too high, but I'm invested. I've recommended it to people in my life. Uh, I'm having a good time with this season. Sarah, you should watch it. It's pretty good. Can't wait. Can't wait. Charles, over to you. You know what? I'm glad that you're asking me last before you because I actually have a question to pose to the group. Uh, do we have any anime watchers here? You already tried this on me. No, no I, but I, like, I'm, I'm taking this somewhere else. Negative. No. Um, so I need everyone to at least watch, let's go five episodes of an anime called Dragon Ball. Five. Five is because Sifu is the total embodiment of the main character Goku for me, and just how like playful and lovable he is, but he's so goofy and stupid and strong, and he like does the dumbest shit, and everybody's like, What the fuck are you doing? Why are you jumping off of a tree? And then he goes and sacrifices himself to save the world. And then when somebody says something about him, he's like, why don't you like me? No joke in tribal council this week when he did the who voted for Sifu moment. I was (laughs) like, this is fucking Goku. I actually, as much as I hate to say it, I'm actually a fan of him because I'm such an anime nerd. So right now, I'm just looking forward to what else we can see from Sifu. I hope that he throws out a fucking spirit bomb at some point um, throughout this season. And cheers to that, because I timed this almost perfect tonight. Well, with that said, I'm just glad that you guys are enjoying this show. Uh, Sarah, I hope you enjoy it once you get a chance to watch it. Um, With that said, that's all the time we have for this week's episode. We'll catch you guys next week.